podcast where we start out talking about something, something. and we end up talking about nothing. nothing. Hey. hey there. Welcome to ADD Podcast. It's us. It's us, your friends who live in, um, inside of your computer and your Walkman you're listening to right now. It's really dusty in here. It's pretty dusty. You might want to clean better. We're here to scold you. <laughs> uh, uh, my name is Blake hart I'm Alex Bowman. And we talk about movies and stuff. And uh, we discuss a movie that we watched maybe in our childhoods or probably, probably maybe in our, <laughs> in our childhood. Uh, this, this week, well, this week we're going to talk about E.T., which you hadn't. Well, we'll get into that. Yeah. But we, we'll, we'll talk about a movie or a TV show that we watched as kids. We'll discuss how we feel about it today and compare it to how we felt about it when watching it initially. And then everything sort of devolves and we talk about all sorts of other pop culture and pop culture-y things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So yeah, thanks for tuning in. That was the end. (laughs) <laughs> end of podcast thanks so goodbye. long goodbye goodbye <laughs> um yeah <laughs> um is that it was that the that, i think that explained it yeah no, i good. that was great um <laughs> all our new listeners they're, they're like all right we're out of here we got that, it that was that was the end uh so this week we talked about it extraterrestrial can i uh, just Please. before we start, yeah, I have I have something from last week that I have to apologize to you for. What? Um, you were absolutely right. I believe I can fly comes before I Space believe... Jam. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I it was haunting me. Oh, the really? The whole next day after we recorded it, I was like, just <laughs> you can look it up. It's. It's not that hard. So I did. And I was like, he was absolutely right. Oh. And you were wrong. Oh, I didn't. I'm a dummy. I, no, you're not. I didn't have any idea. No, no. I, so did we, was that a big point? Of, I think we might've fought. Yeah, we probably we did. did. I think we did. I think that's one of it our characteristics. It was mostly off air. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> we just had a huge argument. <laughs> I slapped you. You slapped me. Times. You slapped me around. Uh, this is sort of relationship dynamic that happens off the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's pretty contentious. It's pretty contentious. <laughs> a lot of tension here. A lot of tension here, folks. You can't really yeah. hear it, but uh, <laughs> I fear for my life. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't. I had no idea. I want to listen back to the up. Ep- well, I will when I'm editing it. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I want to hear back because I, I forgot that we'd even talked about the. And I remember we talked about like the songs, but I didn't Both remember songs. that we talked about the order right <laughs> um but i was like no before that it was this and it's like no it wasn't because it started off with i believe i can fly and him as a little kid and then it went into uh, space jam showing his career okay. as a basketball player so well they're both like iconic they're like they're iconic songs yeah for that film definitely yeah they're um, great i like them they're great sure so I just now we can talk about ET. Well, thank you for clearing that clearing that up. Absolutely, <laughs> that that'll help, and we'll hopefully not get as many letters. Oh, we're usually bombarded by letters. Just stuffed to the gills with letters. We're stuffed <laughs> to all of our gills. We can't breathe in here. Gills, gills are clogged. 
<laughs> All it gills are clogged to the gill. Yeah. The gills are clogged to the gill. Oh, no. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this week we'll be getting into uh, to the music of E.T., which is pretty iconic, too. Mm-hmm. It's also, I, I believe I can fly. <laughs> Just by John Williams singing it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. John Williams sings the hits of Space Jam. <laughs> I believe I can fly. <laughs> is that how he sounds? Probably. It's more a he's spoken an word. old guy. He is he's a pretty an old white man. He's like they're both getting up there. Uh, him Spielberg? and Steven Spielberg. Yes. I just say they both. They just, I, well, I just didn't want to assume, but like that makes sense. It does, doesn't it? I just, just yeah. I was just like, of course, people get it because they basically are the same. They're <clears throat> two halves of the same, uh, the same coin. Mm-hmm. That's how coins are divided, right? Halves. Right. You look at <laughs> one's the half of your coin. <laughs> And you look at the other half of your coin. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, John Williams. John John Williams, he really did a a number on that score. He did. It's very emotional. It it was. And sometimes it reminded me a lot of the um, Imperial March. Yes. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. I was like, John Williams, your themes, I, I guess you just like, well, my themes are too good to... To spare for this movie. Wait, why gonna... reinvent the wheel? Exactly. He says, I'm not going to... Hey, listen. I'm not going to just go back and spend all this, all these extra Williams bucks, which is what he pays himself whenever he makes a great song. <laughs> They're like, you don't have to pay me. I pay myself in Williams exactly. bucks. Exactly. <laughs> no no compensation required. <laughs> well, one, free will, one, free, one free back massage from Mr. John Williams. He has to give himself his own back massage. That, I mean, if he's getting up there, that must be hard. It's definitely hard. But he can probably employ some sort of robot. Yeah. Like a Star Wars robot. Sure. I'm sh- oh, my gosh. Uh, he must have a C-3PO I bet you he bought... Yes. But he... They better have given him one. He's keeping him alive, actually. Oh, okay. Good. He's not actually dead. <laughs> C-3PO is... Wait, no, he didn't die. It was R2-D2. <laughs> but they're also keeping C-3PO alive. Yes. Uh, just as had an... Had has been installed inside of uh, C-3PO body. Right. Like, peeking out, maybe? That center of his body? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Like Krang. Yeah, exactly like Krang. <laughs> this is the second <sighs> episode where we talked about Krang and... Never seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You've never seen it? No. Oh, man. It's a good show. I don't really remember it that much. Oh, we should talk about it. Yeah, definitely. We should watch it and then talk about it. Yes. All right, maybe in, the, maybe in a couple months. Yeah. When we're really getting hard. <laughs> when we're really getting hard up for uh, for what we remember from our childhoods. Oh, we'll no. Just... that's It's only going to take a couple more months. I, I'm assuming this is a very limited <laughs> engagement. We're gonna be at it. Good, because I can't, we can't stand each other. So uh, we better get on with this. I just, yeah, it's gonna be just one season. We, it gets, sure, it's gonna be a season. A season, no more. As podcasts usually come. Right. Well, they do because they have to do research, but uh, like we, like we do, <laughs> tons of research. Yes. You know, on what's his name and that other guy and the dude with the oh, hair. And exactly. Like, that's every single person. That's how I describe them all. I love how we both forget everybody's name. I know. All I, the time. I finally actually started to put actual effort into researching people's names. And I remembered, hey, listen, 
I already remembered John Williams. Yes, that was very good. Good <laughs> pretty, job. Pretty great, huh? Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, John uh, Williams. John Williams. Steven Spielberg. Good. Okay, yep. now. Right. Two heads of the same half coin. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, you have never seen this movie, right? No, but I, I did watch Stranger Things uh, a couple weeks ago, and when I saw it, the first the first episode I thought this is like a cross between E.T. and the X-Files. Hadn't seen either of them really. <laughs> I was like confident in my uh, assessment and like I wanted to watch E.T. finally because every time I said I say I haven't watched E.T. people are like <gasps> they gasp <laughs> and then they stop breathing. <laughs> Normally, <laughs> they go into anaphylactic shock. Normally, I think it's probably because they're allergic to the cats that are all around them. <laughs> they're in a cat filter. Oh my gosh, that'd be great. Yeah. I think I'm allergic to like cat fur when it gets into my eyes, so that yeah. might be a problem, but like... You gotta stop rubbing those cats in your eyes. Ugh. I know, I do the same thing though. How, but like, yeah, you, how, you like nuzzle them with your face. You can't, you can't, they just... So cute. You gotta nubble, nubble. You gotta <laughs> nuzzle a cat. <laughs> You got a nuzzle of cats. Sure. Everybody has to. Yeah. That's what happens in this movie. A lot of cat nuzzling. Mm-hmm. That was a cat, right? Mm. <laughs> Talking cat. <laughs> Nine lives we saw this week. Oh my God. Iconic film. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so you had never seen it. And no. we'll talk about the X-Files and uh, Stranger Things and the ramifications of those because there are huge ramifications obviously yeah um consequences giant consequences <laughs> and so finally seeing et you see all those references in all sorts of pop culture now you see it right see it out there so in this one there's a boy he meets some sort of extraterrestrial mm-hmm. and a meat cute <laughs> where they want they want to go out and buy some candy from a candy store and he doesn't have to because he's already got those Reese's Pieces. Alien says, can I have some of those Reese's Pieces, please? He says, sure. I'll just, you know, put one here and another one, and then I'll lead you to my room where I'll trap you. Well, you know, I think I know why they keep making Reese's Pieces now, because obviously aliens are the only ones who like those. Aliens do are the you only like ones. those? I actually do. I'm, oh, gosh, I'm an alien. Gosh. I'm actually an alien. Reese's Pieces are like... So I heard that um, they wanted to use M&M's, but M&M's wouldn't license it. Why? So they, Why wouldn't they fucking license that? dummies. Like, they would have made so much money. M&M's are far superior, but... I, like, I, this is another point of contention. No! Not of our, another one of our characteristic points of contention. How do you like... Okay, I don't even understand how you like them at all. It's like the poor man's like Reese's oh, peanut butter cups. Wow. It's oh, terrible. Wow. So much shade being thrown. This is it, folks. This is the end of the, po- end of the podcast right here. The breaking point was the Reese's Pieces. I was, Hold on. Hold. I was so sure that you were going to agree with me. Ew. Hold on. What do you get when you go to the movie theater? The movie theaters. Movie. The movie theaters where they have cats everywhere. <laughs> The movie theater. What do you get at the concession stand? Nothing. Yeah, probably because they're fucking expensive. What yeah. are you smuggling? Uh, n- uh, not really anything because I don't like opening wrappers. It's being like. But I think my like snack of choice would definitely be M and M's. 
I think my snack of choice would be something from Trader Joe's, which is like off-brand. <laughs> something. <laughs> I just bring up... <laughs> well, remember when I brought... Okay. Remember when I brought that mug of milk to the... <laughs> <laughs> to the movie you theater? did you brought a mug of milk and i was like well it's a bunch of old people they won't care also it's you true. know what we also said though was <laughs> it's fine <laughs> like i don't like going to movie theaters and sitting in the back seat in the back seat in the back of the yeah. movie theaters because oh. people are on their cell phones and then i can see their screens and, I was and like, you said oh, yeah i was like it's gonna be fine these are all old people and this guy, his phone went off and it was like a strobe light. It, that's not an exaggeration. Yeah. It and absolutely I, was like, a strobe light. I, we just laughed just forever. And then it went off again. I was like, buddy, you've got to answer your phone or turn it off. Better yet, turn it off. Um, it happened several times. And, and I was just like, yeah, because I was... I assured you. I was like, can we sit in the back? And you were like, normally I don't like to do that because, right. <laughs> because people are in the cell phone. That's like, I think we're in luck because these are all old people and they don't know, they don't know how to use cell phones. And yeah. I was half right. Yeah. <laughs> they pro- somehow programmed you their cell phone not. to strobe light in the middle of a darkened theater. Is that a thing? <laughs> like, it's like, an, I, I would have maybe seen an alarm or something. I've seen it like... I think I have that built into my phone because I've seen that. Uh, but what is an alarm for? Keep watching this movie. <laughs> yes. Don't forget to watch this movie that's on right now. I'm just reminding you and all everybody around you. There are the same people who, at the end, like the end is so sweet, and then there's a piano version of "Don't Think Twice, It's All Right" by Bob Dylan, mm-hmm. and then it's like it's just a great ending. And like the <laughs> piano music starts, and they're like, "Ooh, that's a rough life." I'm like, <laughs> yeah, can we be? Shh, shh, shh. We're still in the movie. Wait till you get out to the lobby for that <laughs> shit. <laughs> We're still trying to like decompress and like, yes. you know, understand what we just witnessed. And I like hit my head on the back of my chair because I was like, oh. <laughs> because. I mean, he just summed up, he just was saying what everybody else is thinking. Right. No, it was, it really wasn't that bad. I was like, it's I'm so joking. much worse, but, but like. No, no, it was just, it was funny because everybody, you know, it was like the very end of the movie. Right. But it was, it was really funny because we said like, it will be fine. There are old oh, people. They're not known for being raucous. Well, and it turns ooh. out that some of the rowdiest, some of the rowdiest individuals. Yes. Most uh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty great. <laughs> uh, that was don't. That was a don't think twice. Yeah. Which probably was evidence since we were talking about that song. But um, <laughs> I brought him. I had to bring him a bunk of milk. And it, you know what? The reason I knew that was because I've been to that theater previously, and I inquired to see if they in fact had any any milk available at the concession stand. They told me they didn't. <laughs> They're like, sir, you're not at a school cafeteria. That would be so cute. They have those little cartons. Yeah, exactly. Here's and this you couldn't get them open. Then you just no, you get couldn't. dirt all over Because <laughs> your hands the are mouth. covered. Yes. Covered in dirt. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they're so frustrating, those little cartons. Mm-hmm. You can't open them. No. An adult human being can't open one of those. But how are we going to have a child do that? Yeah, they, they just have little tiny hands. They have tiny hands, tiny feeble hands. 
Can't do it. And they don't have the like finesse, I don't think, really. Uh So, yeah, but I can't. What? So, beyond milk, yeah, you just wanted me to say it again. We'll we'll revisit that. (laughs) Uh, Your your snack of choice would be ice cream sandwich (laughs) stuffed with Reese's Pieces, (laughs) which is also something I got. Yes. Oh my God. Only second to Reese's Pieces. I mean, Reese's Pieces second to that. Yeah. Well, I like Reese's Bees second to everything. <laughs> so they're 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 the lowest form. So if you if somebody offered you a free bag of Reese's pieces, oh god, decline? Like, uh, yeah, sure, I'll take it and subsequently throw it in the garbage, <laughs> right in front of their face, right in front of. Them. <laughs> uh, wait, okay, but let's talk about like the okay. okay. So so rating a rating system. We okay, set up a rating, some sort of rating system. Sure. We understand. Yeah. So almond joys oh. and mounds are. Can you? Can we at least agree on this one issue? That they're terrible. They're the worst variety of candy. Yes. They're a joke candy that you hand out to children to disappoint them. Yes. After getting home from a long night of trick or treating. How many children like coconut? Oh uh, my god, now guys! Almonds like almonds and coconut. Are you Jesus serious? Christ. Just give out raisins if you're going to be uh, exactly, that terrible. Exactly. Uh, I think I'd prefer the raisins, honestly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so that's like the far end. That's, right, right, right. That's the furthest end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. The terrible end. But ideally, what what's your fave? What um, are you going for? Probably. A Malamar? Mm, Kit Kat. No, Henry? <laughs> oh, Henry. <laughs> Clark Bar. A Clark Bar? One of those uh, little bottles of different colored liquid the that wax 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 bottles. Have you just ever different swallowed that wax? Yes. Yep. That's right. This, this I is there for you're right. You're supposed to. <laughs> oh, turns gross. out you're not. But <laughs> but also you feel like, like wax lips. What are those for? That's fucking bullshit. It's why would they yeah. don't sell those candy stores? Yes, yeah, please. Oh my god. So, candy in the 30s was they, insane. Apparently, they didn't even have... There was no candy. Yeah, it wasn't edible. <laughs> there was like, we've got this ball of wax that we can form into lips if you want. You can put that on your lips so you have another set of lips. <laughs> wouldn't that be fun, guys? Yeah, would that be, would that be fun? <laughs> Hold on, kids. This is another... This is, an, this is a job for me, again, on the street, asking children what... What kind of candy they like. What they like... <laughs> It, it, it. <laughs> okay. With your of kittens. I've managed to be creepier than I normally am, and in inquiring to all sorts of street children, what what's cool, what's great for the kids these days? Hold on, is it wax lips? It's probably wax lips, right? Wax lips. Yeah, you go up to children. Hey, you guys like wax lips? And hey, you're like, hey, oh my god, we're kids. We're kids, right? <laughs> I'm Steve Buscemi. <laughs> I'm Steve Buscemi with a skateboard. <laughs> Hello, fellow children, kids. That was the greatest. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. So I don't think we've talked about this movie at all. But fuck okay. it, this movie. Okay. Hold on, no, no. Okay. We still yeah. need to establish. I know. What's the best candy? Kit Kats. Okay, Kit Kats. That's a pretty okay. great one. What about you? If you say Reese's Pieces, I'm leaving. I'm Reese's. No, uh, I will say another Reese's variety. I think a Reese. Uh, actually, no. I'm taking that back. Okay. I used to really like those Reese's peanut butter. They're good. Yeah, they're great. They're great. But I'm going to say Twix. Now, yeah, now I love a Kit Kat, though. Oh, yeah. They're they're tied for first, I feel like. 
I'll hit either one. Yeah, they're pretty great. Where does Reese, where do Reese's Pieces lie? Now on your spectrum. First of all, the Reese's Pieces, not Reese's oh, Pieces. I am never <laughs> gonna stop saying Reese's Pieces because people have said that to me before, and I'm like, they're t- they're they should be called garbage. So you're lucky I'm <laughs> you're, you're even lucky. speaking their name. <laughs> You're lucky you're you're addressing them by any sort of name resembling. Yeah. Oh, they're lucky title. I even look at them. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, yeah, we'll tolerate their presence. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Usually, I just go to the grocery store, find the Reese's pieces, and set them on fire in the middle of the aisle. You're like that. Just I I just found them that way. <laughs> and the guy like just stocking the shelves is like really. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Not again. Another, another Reese's Pieces I, related I keep going to incident. the same store. They <laughs> the same me store? Out. Yeah, I think any of those candies are acceptable. But right. I I don't you, I don't mind Reese's Pieces. I will you, you readily say eat them. You go, you're like, excuse me, kind sir. <laughs> Do you have any Reese's Pieces? I'll enunciate with like my that. Milk. Milk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they will say, excuse me, but it's ma'am, and no. Those are the worst variety of candy. Please leave my establishment. <laughs> You're invading my home. Sir, please leave. This, where do you think you are? Where do you think you are? <laughs> I blacked out and got into somebody else's house and was eating all the Reese's Pieces. Uh, <laughs> So that's the main theme of, of E.T. is eating Reese's Pieces. I thought it was going to be a bigger thing because everybody associated that's true. that with Reese's Pieces. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, did was there? I, if I were Reese's Pieces, I would have, or the Reese's Company, mm-hmm. I would have capitalized on that, like, so much. Just use E.T. to build all of your, you know, there's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. E.T., E.T.'s eating them. There's no wrong way. Right. He's going to levitate it into his mouth or something. Um, sure. <laughs> but he, really, he just... How did they... So they already had them on the alien ship because they found him in the woods. Oh, really? Yeah, and then like E.T. He handed him... He handed them all to him. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I thought he brought them to him. Right, but yeah, okay. I just wondered... Maybe he collected them in his journeys? Yeah, I mean, but then space travels. Elliot had two bags of them, I think, in his desk, and went to like get ET to his room so he could prove everyone wrong. Which is all a, the the haters. He proved he did prove him wrong finally. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, they were playing D and D. That's what they were playing. Beginning of the the movie. Was that like a an actual board that they had? Uh, yeah, but like in Stranger Things. They also had a board. Okay, I wasn't paying close enough attention to the thing that they had on the table. But I also have to say that Elliot is was very whiny he in the beginning, whiny. like kind of a whiny kid. Yes, this is my turn to play. He was terrified of the. Well, to be fair, that ET is kind of terrifying looking. <laughs> Dude, he's so scary. <laughs> to, uh, yeah, I think I probably saw this. Probably when I was like, you know, seven or something. Mm-hmm. It was plenty scary then. Especially when they first see him, he's like, wah, wah. 
yeah. squeaking and squawking out there in the corn. And he's corn a, maze. he's a lot more like squat than I thought he would yeah. be. I thought his body would be like a little more like like his legs would be out a little more. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure why they did it that way because that would make. He basically didn't have legs. It was right, just like, just like little feet. A torso like a that attached pen. to his. Yeah. It's like a penguin. It's like, yeah, it was like a penguin. <laughs> you know who can't t- say penguin, though, right? Ben- Benedict Cumberbatch. He can't say it's penguin? It's well documented that that man cannot say penguin. What are you talking Are you He's, serious? Yeah. Okay, we'll got, watch that in the break. Yeah, please, okay. I'll show it to you. But anybody okay. who's any, anybody who's listening, go and look up uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Benzedrine Cumberbund. And <laughs> put, it, put it on YouTube. Go, go and look at that. <laughs> And type in Benedict Cumberbatch uh, penguins, and you'll come up with this great nature documentary where he says he says every word but penguins when referring to that animal. <laughs> Wait, so like, is it just because he's British, or is it no. because he okay? It's because like, he's a man who doesn't know and has never heard of that animal before. Does he say milk too? <laughs> <laughs> I can only assume. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah that'd be great if you didn't um <laughs> uh, yeah we'll, we'll watch it um, okay good. <laughs> so what was your what was your first impression at, as somebody who has never seen it it was great i definitely cried yeah um, again at the mere sight of it uh, uh, it scared me so bad so terrifying yeah um it was really sweet like drew barrymore talking from- to the side of her mouth like she always does mm-hmm yeah same yeah and she taught him how to speak how to speak english he could he could speak maybe his language but et he could speak et entertainment tonight (laughs) 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 today these are the people who died that's what they do right that's their favorite part at the end (laughs) i've been watching entertainment tonight in so long but I almost said, yeah, that's it. It's <laughs> birthdays. It's just Death like days. everybody who died. What is it? Everybody who died in the world was like, like in those like scrolling lyrics. It goes for the majority. Credits. Yeah, it goes for the majority of the show. <laughs> so you found it to be a delight. Yes. Uh, so you watched it when you were seven. Yeah, I'd say. Uh, I'd say so. Did you like it then? I did, but it's always been something that I've liked but not loved. It's a great, it's a good movie, but it's never been like, when I think about it, usually usually I think that one gross scene where he's like white and lying oh. in the river, and it's sad, and he also looks super gross. Yes. He's like a hot dog man. A t- <laughs> hot dog man? A tiny, limbless hot dog man. <laughs> he just kind of looks gross. And that's yeah. kind of the impression that it's sad. I understand, but right, but you're like, but it's kind of it's he's a gross-looking gross. alien man. Yeah, uh, I definitely <laughs> got more attached to him as the movie went on. But do you like how I just like I have no emotional attachment? Yeah, you're like, Ugh, it's, it's it's a gross yeah, you're like, oh uh, yeah, it was sad, whatever. But Ewey, <laughs> <laughs> he almost died. Ewey, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yuck. Yeah, uh. <laughs> like that was another movie. It was two hours, of course. Yeah. It was a Spielberg, so yep. it was, had to be at least two hours. <laughs> uh, I could have done without the like all the shots of the kids riding their bikes, like 
with those stupid faces. I'm like, <laughs> these kids were really mean to Elliot for <laughs> no reason. I yeah. mean, he's your friend's brother. Keep you're making fun of him to yourself or like behind their back again, like <laughs> like a polite person. <laughs> but then like they're all like riding their bikes and they're like, whoa. Whoa, dude. Because they're stoners, right? Sure. And that kid with the stupid, huge headphones. What did you think about... Uh, I had never heard of Sky Keys. That's what they called him in the credits. Uh, the guy who had seen him when he was a kid. Uh, okay, so Keys is the guy who was like, running at the beginning. And he had his keys like dangling. Uh, but then also, when he got to the site, I thought he was going to be like a big jerk. And really, he just went up to Elliot and said, like... I'm glad he came to you because he came to me when I was younger oh. and like he's the one who advocated for him to have time with E.T. before they carted him away. As a member. Uh, so and he was part of the government group. Yeah. Unnamed. Yeah. But I couldn't figure out how he was a part of them. Yeah. <laughs> and he was the one who was on at the end, right? Yes. Okay. with uh, He was standing with the, the mom and... I was trying to figure out who that was. I was like, is that his dad? <laughs> no, his dad. What? It's his dad is in Mexico. That's what I remembered. I was like, how does this? Because I was like, all right, this is classic me. I was doing other things, not paying super a lot of attention. Because I was like, I've seen this like a number of sure, times. Sure, yeah. And uh, I was doing some other stuff and like thinking about... <laughs> thinking about some of the other things I was going to talk about in the podcast. And I was like... And you're thinking, you're like, I really like... Reese's pieces. I basically I, so much. That's what you're thinking for like half an hour. And you're like, oh wait, what? What's happening in this movie? I zoned out and had yeah. I, I went on a bit of a fugue state about Reese's pieces. I wound up in my neighbor's house eating, <laughs> eating again, all, eating all their M and M's for some reason. They're like Blake, not again. Yeah, exactly. Not again. I had to get the broom out. Like the animal that gets into their house. Like shoot, shoot. I scurried. I scampered out. <laughs> Uh, the open window. <laughs> uh, I didn't remember that part. So he had, E.T. had been visiting, had visited him as a kid? That's what he said. Oh. They didn't really go into it, but they definitely showed those shots of those kids riding their bikes yeah. for way too long, I yeah, felt it like. Sure it was just so long. Too many, too many bike shots uh, altogether. It did, that part did remind me of, I hadn't seen the movie but i have gone on the uh universal studios ride about half a dozen times one time i almost fell off the the bike (laughs) um (laughs) they don't strap you in in any way so it actually goes oh yeah yeah it moves through this thing my other memory of it was that like we would stand in line for like 45 minutes and then they're like it's not working everyone they'd come over the like loudspeaker it's like Oh, it's down for maintenance again. (laughs) (laughs) We can't find the bikes. (laughs) Somebody stole the bikes again. Which down for maintenance might mean like somebody fell into. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody was thrown for their bike. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, but it was a great, it was a great ride. I'm going to ask you this later because they don't need to know. Okay. They don't need to know, but I'm going to ask you right now. Doesn't make any goddamn sense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what sort of fucking rides are in that Universal theme park? Uh, Universal Land. 
universe terminator universe. terminator who i got so lightheaded from laughing <laughs> really hard <laughs> okay terminator uh spider-man okay i say spider-man versus terminator yeah that would have been way more interesting but now they have harry potter worlds oh i don't know an entire m- multiple rides and stuff quidditch um, oh man British matches? they should have quidditch i know they have butter beer do they they do what does it taste like butter it tastes like butterscotch i <sighs> heard i've not had it i don't want that no. but when i was reading the books as a kid that's what i always pictured so like <sighs> it made me really happy that it supposedly tastes like that that sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. Although I didn't used to like butterscotch when I was a kid. Yeah, I don't think a lot of kids do. Yeah. Is it like um, licorice? Like black licorice? No. I mean like... Uh, in oh, the you same mean category. like... Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, wait, does that taste like... Butterscotch tastes like... No. It's like, oh. I, I, yeah. Uh, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> these taste the same. These taste uh, the same. I probably, but I liked black licorice too. But you Did know... You? I don't like Twizzlers. I like red vines. Because they're cherry and Twizzlers are like strawberry. Oh, okay. Uh, I just thought they were just like red flavored. It's probably just red. I thought it was just wax lips. Yes, it is. It's just wax. It's wax that is hard to probably digest and oh, you yeah. shouldn't eat it. Yeah. But, uh, oh, red vines are delicious. What if, you get, what if you somehow had to only survive eating red vines or like re- Twizzlers? What if it was your only food source? You'd probably die. Yeah, how fast? <laughs> like a week. How, I mean, you have like water, but like how? Oh, okay. How, but like if you just had Twizzler, or <laughs> let's say you don't have water, you had to you had to ex- extract all the liquids from <laughs> from a Twizzler. Did they have you drink it? <laughs> it's such a small amount. Got to juice thirty thousand of them to get a class. Oh, a class, not a glass. Class. <laughs> a class of. of Twizzlers juice? Yeah. Twizzlers milk? <laughs> they have almond milk, milk, so why not? Yeah. Uh, 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 so you like black licorice? Yes. I ah. still like it. Oh, man. I've never liked it. Oh, my gosh. Good and plenty, I think. Does like, I have it? Yeah. It's uh, it's like black licorice in like sugar coating. Oh. So old-fashioned. <laughs> 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 so I don't I think like my family keeps them in business. We don't buy a lot, but we buy like some every once in a while. So I think they're like, we'll just keep making it for them. You buy pallets. <laughs> you buy by the pallet. <laughs> That's how you keep them in business. You're like, we need it. It's very much like candy corn where if they're like oh, the distinction between like fine and then too much is like just like a tiny, tiny little bit. I feel like candy corn is a perfect example of that. That phenomenon, particular phenomenon. Yeah, you know, the the threshold for me is one. I have one, and I'm like, whoa, that was enough. Because it's just like, sure, well, Ugh. probably not even sure. It's just like corn syrup and wax. <laughs> some sort of waxy substance. Wax lips. Um, 90% of candy is wax. Yeah, I, I think, think that's what we're finding. That's what we're discovering on this podcast. The candy podcast. Candy I know, cast. this is turned into candy crunch uh, <laughs> that's a that's a segment yeah candy crunch i i always associate licorice with like older Old generations people. yeah yeah like where there's originals yeah oh uh, my god i love where which actually i like those they're great right but i don't like licorice yeah uh like i totally understand why people wouldn't like black licorice why like, but it's a little bitter it's not really it's bitter. candy it's like did you always like it yeah wow that's interesting 
It's like people like different things. I'm a weird cat. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Just finding this out. I thought that every... Well, I thought that you were going to hate... <laughs> I was Reese's gonna... Pieces. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's understandable. <laughs> consciously not say Reese's Pieces. Oh, that's why... Okay. You're, you're, that's what you're thinking. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to change it for me. Don't change it for me. Say Reese's Pieces. I mean, say Reese's Pieces. I like it. I don't like it. You're, you hate it. I hate it. Well, I'll tell you that my Finnish relatives, in Finland, they don't have good... F- they have no food that tastes like food or like good food at the very least. <laughs> they have... They have they, that hasn't been created in Finland yet. <laughs> Finland have, is surprised to hear they, this. They have the highest literacy rates, but they have the lowest quality of food. So <laughs> they like pickled herring and they also like... Well, when I was younger, some of my Finnish relatives came over and brought us, brought all the kids a nice Finnish treat, which was salt-covered licorice, salt-covered black licorice. See, salt-covered. Uh-huh. And we're just like, thank, thank you so much. Sick. Thank you. Couldn't have stopped in Germany before <laughs> you came here, like Switzerland, chocolate. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, exactly. Everybody likes chocolate. Mm-hmm. Come on, dudes. Maybe they thought, maybe they were just punking us. They are like, maybe. You're punked. We're actually asking to cut you right now. <laughs> Your whole family's dead. That was a punk, right? That was one of the punked episodes. <laughs> Probably. They ate this. It got really dark in the end. <laughs> <laughs> they were just trying to stay in the air. <laughs> they had to keep getting edgier. <laughs> Uh, you're going to prison for murder. Like <laughs> you're going to <laughs> like you wake up next to a dead body. Oh, that'd be That's... wonderful. Oh, be a good show. They got way out of hand. <laughs> Punk really got great in those last few seasons. Yeah. Ashton Kutcher knew what he was doing. So yeah, uh, Finland, keep keep at it. Yeah, you're, you'll get there someday. You'll get there. You'll get all the like fake chemical. Base candies. <laughs> exactly. You'll get corn syrup sometime. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually avoid that. Um, <laughs> so, some Reese's Pieces. Uh, annoying kids. Terrifying meat-based small aliens without feet. Right. Those are the major themes yeah. of this film. <laughs> let's let's talk about the government. Yo, let's please. Which I'm assuming is the government. Remember when they first invade their home? And it's just astronauts. And what the fuck? They <laughs> don't even say anything. They don't see a ga- say a goddamn thing. They just pop in, and they're like, they're popping in from everywhere. They're not just using doors. Coming through windows and shit. They're like, oh, <laughs> let me lift up this shade. <laughs> Jesus. Let me, I'm not going to be intimidating, but I'm going to just open, just open your door and come through your windows and hold my hands out like I'm a Frankenstein. Right. And not say a damn thing. Not say anything. Oh my goodness. We're just astronauts here. Yeah. No no reason to worry. Okay. And then they didn't, like, okay, they should have had a scene <laughs> where they're, like, talking. I didn't expect them to try and save E.T. I didn't either. Uh, yeah. But they're, like, he and Elliot are connected. That happens pretty quickly in the movie, too. Right? With no explanation. No explanation necessary. Uh, so <laughs> they're both lying there, dying. Yeah. Um, and there are 400 doctors, roughly, but 400 <laughs> doctors in that small space. Really, what is everyone doing? It's like, can we consolidate some of these duties? 
I feel like some people are just standing around like, I'm busy. I'm looking really busy here. Oh. This is what we're talking about when we're talking about big government. <laughs> At that point, I'm going to say there are a few too many cooks in the kitchen. God. So much so that the doctors are getting in each other's way. <laughs> Can you move? I'm trying to do the same thing that you're doing. You go outside. I'm sorry. Could you? I'm doing. I'm trying to do the same thing you're doing, ma'am, sir, other ma'am. There are four doctors trying to try to do one procedure. See the part where they're giving him like the the air through his nose. Like usually it goes over the nose and the mouth. Yeah. They're just putting it over his nose. And they're pumping so hard that, like, and, like, how many people are attending to Elliot? Like, two? That's like, this fuck is a like human child. Nobody gives a shit about him. We're just trying to keep E.T. alive with human medicine. But wrong human medicine. Right. Lidocaine. I heard that. I heard, like, lidocaine drip and, like, we gave him lidocaine. Oh, perfect. Like, Isn't that for, like, cuts? I don't know. It's for like, yeah, it's, it's for like, yeah, you won't feel this little yeah. cut as badly. What are they going to do, extract a tooth? <laughs> it was it's like, what the fuck is happening? And then everybody's just okay. Like, they're like, I'm, I'm calling time of death. For whom? <laughs> There was one guy who looked like, I forgot my line. <laughs> like, because it's like, somebody else can say this. <laughs> it's it's yeah, They're like, it's okay. Nobody will know the difference because there are 500 other people in this room. <laughs> what room were they even set up in their house? In like, the amphitheater. The amphitheater that they already had in their house. <laughs> yeah, they set up this plastic because we can't move the... The two subjects. Certainly not. Too big. Uh, Too bulky. Can can we at least go to the backyard? Like, you guys are just ruining the carpet. (laughs) Trampling everything. Oh, my God. At least they've done that plastic. (laughs) I I was like, I guess this is probably, like, Reagan's, like, this is the way that it would be depicted in, like, Reagan's. They wanted it to be small small government, so this giant (laughs) government. This is big government at to the max. This is what will happen to you, folks. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, just like a bunch of people going, I'm just going to keep telling you the this heart rate. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> just like incompetent, like every doctor and every every medical professional is completely incompetent. Are they doctors? Whatever. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I want to say that was like the CDC slash like the FBI. Yeah. And NASA, apparently. So some of those guys, they did have like the little, like the, um, like hazmat suit kind of things. Yeah. But they did come in. Did they think that like their house had become outer space? Do you remember when they were just like, when they called it as his death and they were just like taking off their suits? Like, yeah. Oh, fuck it. What you had that on. A second ago. Exactly. And, like, nothing could be released, like, with his death. You know how, like, humans evacuate their bowels? Like, there's just, like, nothing's going to happen to this alien. <laughs> just Reese's pieces are going to fall out of his butt. <laughs> you have to make sure everything passes first. <laughs> no bowel movements go in and out. 
apparently they didn't either. Oh or we talked about extreme levels of incompetence. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. That... Why, why are they going in? Good question. <laughs> Excellent question. It was amazing because I counted at least three different types of hazmat suits. Yes, definitely. And none of them seemed to serve much of a purpose. No. They were all, they were all inappropriately used. We'll be cautious about this, but this is fine. No danger after the alien dies because everybody knows that if aliens die, every you know every sort of virus or bacteria they could have also dies with them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and like the rest of the family too, like they could call, they they were able to go right. They weren't just in there. Right, and they like I know they were concerned about Elliot because he was sick, but wouldn't they all be contaminated because they were all hanging out in the bathroom? <laughs> They're like, no, I don't. Th- I think this is fine. Don't quarantine them. Okay, I have like fine. a couple stray observations. First, like they they had like a fight at the dinner table, Elliot and Michael. In the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he just bursts out. He says, "Penis breath." Uh, it was great. What? Pretty good insult, <laughs> no. I'd say. Oh. He slammed him. And then the mom laughed. I know. It's a great reaction. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of the movie. Like, oh, like, penis breath. Like, like <laughs> Elliot. <laughs> so good uh like that's totally how i'd react yeah, like that's hilarious i know it's like how and did you learn that i liked subsequently subsequently she was just like she didn't scold him for that she was like sit down <laughs> yes why are you standing at the dinner table she was like great comeback oh god and then uh like et didn't like potato salad <laughs> sure did like that course <laughs> He, he's drinking on an empty stomach. <laughs> he was in his size, too. That would certainly... Oh, no. Yeah, he had like two, right? <laughs> yeah, with his bathrobe. Why? I like it. Just be naked. <laughs> fine. <laughs> also, like when he was faking sick, when Elliot was faking sick, and the mom was like, well, you're warm. Okay, bye. No <laughs> TV. Fuck that. Who on earth? Is, <laughs> what child is like, yes, mother? It's aye, the best aye. part of being sick. Yeah. So you get to watch TV. Oh, absolutely. That's, with no guilt. I mean, that's really all you're allowed to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's you have to rest and watch TV. Yeah. What else is he going to do? Just lie there? You're going to immediately watch TV as soon as they leave. Yeah. It's like, okay. But he didn't. He respected his mother's wishes. Ridiculous. Uh, Ridi- you know what? And that's <laughs> why it's science fiction. Folks. Yes, it is. Another thing was when... They finally get to the, the woods. Uh, the kid says, is he just going to beam up? It's like, this is reality. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, my bad. <laughs> so little about alien Don't transportation. You know how work? No, we have to walk onto a spaceship really slowly. <laughs> uh, I like how the dog tried to go in, too. <gasps> yeah, and then nobody adorable. stopped him. Yeah. And then he Luckily was just like, eh, never mind. Not yeah. for me. Uh, yeah, so this is a film. We're going to recap it now. Oh, good. Oh, God. <laughs> a film by a really, it's just a happy film where the E.T. wants to get all the Reese's pieces. You got to collect them all. Mm-hmm. Got to catch them all. Uh, Reese's pieces style. And it's basically like in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which we both know really well. They're always eating pizza. In this case, swap out pizza Swap it out for Reese's Pieces. Mm-hmm. He loves them. Can't get enough of them. He's going to don them with a couple Coors Light. A lot of it product mm. placement. Yeah. It's 
basically, I bet that's how they funded this movie. <laughs> Not a big budget. <laughs> that's how they funded all the different suits. That was the big. That was actually the biggest. <laughs> the believe it or not, expense. biggest part of the budget. <laughs> they were like, yeah, Steven Spielberg said he, he wouldn't do it unless they got at least uh, an astronaut suit. <laughs> he was like, that makes sense, right? John Williams was like, yeah, it totally does. I don't know why you're consulting me for this, but right. Yes, he's a producer. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I. So watching it again, the parts I didn't watch. <laughs> Um, no, rewatching it. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, yes, I enjoyed it, but I was just like, compared to a Hobbit, let's say, compared <laughs> to a Flight Goes West, oh which God, I might say, first movie I ever thought saw in theaters. I don't just know if so anybody else know. knew that, but I'm just gonna say it. Just gonna say it. Uh, <laughs> this, it wasn't. It didn't stick into my mind, and I didn't want to rewatch it as much as other ones. I think probably because it's kind of sad. Yeah, and it is a long one. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, Super long. I'm definitely glad I saw it. But this, yeah. this was my first time seeing it. I think it aged well. I mean, making aliens like cute and relatable mm-hmm. is not always easy. So they, I think he did a good job with that. I do think they did a good job with that because <laughs> to make some sort of ham-based small oh. man <laughs> the affections of a child. <laughs> The childhood friend. Uh, Did you say ham base? Ham base. Okay, yes. <laughs> Into some sort of relation. His father is ham rope. Oh my god. Oh yeah, his father god. is ham rope, undoubtedly. <laughs> it's some ham based life form. It's a ham, oh. ham base. Like, to make that, that, pile, that pile of lunch meat into like something that kid would care about. It's a feat. I agree. I agree at that point. <laughs> and, and like I was, I was reading a bit about. I was doing some actual research and read about a little bit about like how they were worried about making something like that relatable. Oh, and I, I was also reminded of, uh, of like Close Encounters of the Third Kind because that had come a few years before that, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, like that was. 70s and then et was 82 okay yeah that's right yeah it was 82 and i i don't know when yeah i feel like it was like the late 70s yeah close encounters um i really like that movie a lot i'd like to oh we should do that one sometime we should i've never seen that one either Ooh, yeah and so i i just remembered you know i got a uh it reminded me a lot of that and uh, there are a lot of mashed potatoes. A lot, a lot of mashed potatoes. That's all I know about the movie is Richard Dreyfuss eats mashed potatoes. Oh my potatoes. god! Uh, <laughs> that's basically all you need to know. But he leaves his family in the end. <laughs> and the like Simon <laughs> spaceship thing. Yeah, speak and spell or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Simon's much more. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely. He's like, honey, I'm leaving for these bi- giant pile of mashed potatoes. So long. <laughs> Devil's Tower, mashed potatoes. I'm out. I I was doing a little bit of research and I I'd read that like that was a concern of theirs, trying to make some sort of alien, like a friend to to kids, like a kid friend, and I'd say they did a really good job for as much as it did look something like a ham, ham-based <laughs> organism, like <laughs> something that looks like totally terrifying pretty terrifying yeah gertie was right to scream they could have not made him look like 
something that came out of an Oscar Myers package <laughs> easily. <laughs> they could have done that. And instead they went to Hardaway. You know, initially it was legitimately creepy and like mm-hmm. I was creeped out yes. as, especially as a kid. Yeah. And even now. Yeah, I was creeped out as a 27 year old. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Um, watching, you know, John Williams score in the background, like heightening the tension and the spookiness of it all. Like when you're first being, we're first being introduced to the, the little guy when he's when Elias is getting introduced to him and like they think what it's coyotes <laughs> the beginning yeah They're like oh uh, whatever his the, brother's name is the coyotes back the coyotes back it's got fucked up feet <laughs> and only two of them <laughs> why would that why would that be their first thought not like a hobo's living in here <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> something that's able to throw a ball back right they made an effort to make. E.T. something that kids would relate to and they like sold dolls and yeah and... the merchandise was a lot less creepy I feel like yeah I agree yeah, yeah. <laughs> they sold sculptures made out of meats <laughs> different types of meats could eat like rotten meat oh too. god yeah exactly <laughs> turn brown <laughs> oh and like <laughs> those horrible old desiccated cat poop ones Went for when he was drowning that that river. Oh my god! That's the same yes. color. Yeah, you're like, what does this remind me of? You know, really old cat poop. That's <laughs> yeah, it. that's it. That's the color we oh, want to go for. I know. <laughs> Maybe he was dehydrated. But he was in all that water. How could he be dehydrated? Maybe he wasn't drinking it. Yeah, he's just he got that raccoon made of bitten him he could have had rabies they don't even know anything that's true they never even asked or no do you have rabies he was foaming at the mouth too (laughs) he couldn't drink it that's why he was so dehydrated yeah hydrophobic um (laughs) i solved that mystery solved it so shall we shall we rate it so we'll do our traditional rating (laughs) a plus four stars (laughs) Four out of four. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you want to talk about anything else? No. All right. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Welcome back to ADD Podcast. That was E.T. Mm-hmm. This week for our second B section. I want to talk about the X-Files and watch a few episodes of that. And it's a really, I wasn't sure how to approach it, so um, it took me a little while to figure out what I wanted to do. And I asked Alex if if it would be a good idea if we just like, because I've seen it, and it has it's something I remember a lot. Um, and you probably remember this if you listened to a, some of our earlier episodes that it's something that had a big impact on me as a kid. And you know, I watched it um, during its original run, and I was only like six and i didn't watch every episode or anything and usually it was inadvertent it was like <laughs> playing at my grandparents or or uh somewhere and i wasn't really probably supposed to be watching it because they're kind of terrifying to kids especially yeah um <laughs> uh, but i was exposed to it nonetheless and it had a big impact on me and i i liked it and was terrified at the same time which seems a kind of often happen when mm-hmm. you're a kid so i was like alex would it be all right with you if we watched two or three episodes and i suggested like a few of them that i liked and i thought would 
be pretty good to demonstrate sort of what the series is about. You asked me and then I said no. You and said, how did no. you get this number? <laughs> <laughs> I started crying. How many times do you think you've seen it all the way through? I think I've seen it through four times. I definitely skip around and then I have favorite episodes. And after the seventh season, like the eighth and the ninth season are not very good. So I usually would skip <laughs> those except for maybe one or two episodes. Are those the ones without David Duchovny? Yeah, most oh, of them bummer. are. Yeah, I know. Um, it got really wonky and, and, and strange. There were just a few select episodes that were all right. Um, in those and there was like one that was pretty good <laughs> in like those two seasons but it, you know each season's like tw- 24 episodes or something it's a lot of and they're like 47 minutes or something they're like in the 40 minutes yeah that's a huge like filming schedule oh, and yeah. writing yeah <laughs> you know david Duchovny actually got his start writing for not he got to start writing for it. He wasn't in it. No, I mean he he started he started, he, started, he was writing for it, and I think that was some of his first you know writing. You know he does actually a lot of writing still. He actually just wrote a book. I think that was one of his first times writing actual scripts and like dialogue uh, was in the X Files, uh, as well as obviously starring in it. Um, I think. <laughs> You're like I don't know. Yeah. But any <laughs> exactly, I never really saw it. <laughs> never really cared for that program. But anyway, so it, it was something that stood out to me, and I thought that I would suggest it. And then Alex, you pointed out that we're this goes along great with our theme, <laughs> absolutely of the woods at the <laughs> total. Oh my god, yeah, totally, absolutely. <laughs> and what do you mean exactly by that? Because I totally agree. Yeah, every single episode almost happens, or like the two of the three that we watched happens in the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one happens like in a volcano, but like <laughs> basically in the woods. yeah, in the woods. It's, and yeah, there are some definite scenes in the woods. Sure. Yeah. Um, by the third episode, I thought, wow, yeah, like I haven't watched this at all, but this is there's a lot of woods. Um, <laughs> like I wanted to talk about. Stranger Things in junction with E.T. So the fact that you suggested X-Files was perfect. That has a lot of wood scenes. <laughs> E.T. has a lot of wood scenes. Oh, yeah. So, like, don't go into the woods. Not for, oh, like, crazy murders, but, mm. like, a lot of... It's riddled with aliens. It's riddled with aliens. Wow. Jam-packed. <laughs> like, all those, like, all, all the doctors in that very small room. <laughs> you can't move for aliens. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Y'all bump it into an alien. Uh, even if it's an invisible crazy alien that will like electrocute you or something. Oh, yeah. So do you want to name the episodes that we watch? Sure. So uh, I started off with the first episode, the pilot of the X-Files, which I think is actually a, a good episode. Fantastic pilot. I thought it was a very good pilot um, for something that's, you know, pilots are notoriously difficult to write. Mm-hmm. And it was executed, I thought, very well it introduced the characters and you you know you get right into the story it's it's basically like a normal episode but they were able they managed to fit in the rest of you know the introductory plot too like scully was assigned to the x-files to sort of monitor and as she said like debunk the 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 work that Mulder was 
doing. They managed to do that on the first episode and it's pretty succinct. And they also managed to get a really cool, creepy alien and, you know, introduce us to the overall mythology of the X-Files too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was the first episode, the pilot. And then the next one I suggested was... Um, Fallen Angel. Fallen Angel. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, Fallen Angel. And that's one with uh, Max Fennig and out in his trailer with his all his crazy UFO gear and conspiracy <laughs> stuff. Um, and that crazy invisible Invisalign alien. <laughs> Straightened your teeth. Anyway. Really strained your teeth. <laughs> it's a great orthodontist. Um, <laughs> and then the third episode I suggested was actually, uh, it's in the second season, um, but I thought it was one of the first really good um, sort of the ones that are known as like the Freak of the Week or the Monster of the Week episodes where it's not part of the overarching mythology of the X-Files, like the ones that happen to do with like the alien conspiracy, but this one's just a really good standalone story that's called uh, Firewalker. And that one's a really interesting one with crazy alien spores. <laughs> uh, and a lot like the movie Alien in a lot of ways. Uh, so anyway, so I've seen these a bunch. They're, uh, you know, a number of my really top favorite ones. I almost picked an earlier episode in the very, the second episode of the second season is called The Host. It's a really good episode. And I almost suggested watching that one too. But I thought it'd be kind of, you know, it's like four hours of TV (laughs) (laughs) compared to the two hour movie that we watched. And there was a main part of our, the largest segment we do uh, on ADD podcast. So (laughs) it's like, maybe we shouldn't have that many for this one. But um, I definitely encourage anybody uh, to go out and watch that episode, the host. It might be the second or third episode of the second season, but it's a great episode. Anyway, what'd you think? Um, So I've... I've watched the pilot before. I didn't remember much about it. And then when you suggested it, I was, I really wanted to watch it, but I was a little skeptical because yeah. I know how much you love it. <laughs> and um, I started watching it and I genuinely loved it. Like, I think I would watch this m- more now. Like, awesome. it was really great. Um the the pilot was really comprehensive yeah it didn't like overwhelm you with like okay we're gonna give you a bunch of terms and then this relationship dynamic is going to be very contentious from the start (laughs) and it it was very smooth transition like it introduced you to it but not in kind of like an obvious way and they um they obviously have really good chemistry yeah (laughs) and um, yeah, they just went right into the case and I thought they did a really great job with introducing both the characters in the format. Seeing it for like the fourth or fifth time, mm-hmm. you know, and, and paying more attention to sort of the form, the structure and the introduction to the characters, I was just like, they make this pretty seamless and they really did a great job maintaining Scully's skepticism. She's mm-hmm. the real world, whereas, you know, Mulder is, you know, at the same time, having Mulder still be credible, but um, his idea is pretty fucking crazy, (laughs) even though they turn out to be true to a certain extent. You know, like those are something, aliens appear to be, or something appears to be going on. And so like you sort of see that journey too in that first episode of Scully having to reconcile the two 
I thought, you know, what do you what do you think? Do you think that was realistic, or do you think her her struggle like to believe it, or just like trans transition into kind of believing the supernatural, or yeah, yes, oh. like I thought it was because she was still skeptical. I think it is a really good balance between phenomenon and like science. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be all ridiculous. I don't know, like alien abductions yeah. or just, I mean, oh, it is like a, a big part of it, but it's also grounded. Yeah, it is. That was like, <laughs> um, I started listening to the X-Files, X-Files with Camille and Jenny. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's really good. It was like perfect for an X-Files nerd like me, like uh, as something that I was super familiar with way before listening to the podcast like and he's been going since like 2013 i think mm-hmm. um and i just started listening like the last week or so um and i was just like oh yeah you mean the episode space and then like you know it was like notoriously the fucking worst one i so there was something that camille nanjani um is watching most of them and talking about them on his podcast, but he doesn't talk about every single episode. Really? Uh-huh. Okay. Which, you know, he talks about and explains why he does, does that, but I was kind of surprised that he didn't talk about the episode Space, which happens in the first season, because it is the worst episode I've ever seen. So much so that it's like kind of outlandish, and really? I really thought it was f- kind of funny. <laughs> it's so bad. It is funny. There are some really funny scenes. I'd recommend anybody yeah go 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 watch that after you actually like the show don't watch that one don't watch <laughs> the episode space which in the first season watch that one first <laughs> exactly watch that one first to get a good feel for the rest of it um no it's a terrible episode and it, there's no continuity between that one and any other episode mm-hmm. um and it's such terrible special effects that is most of the special effects hold up pretty well if they're practical mm-hmm. but the shit that's like computer generated the CG stuff is yeah. not great. I think that Stranger Things, I mean, obviously their effects are, they have like a different technology, like mm-hmm. newer, better technology, and maybe a different budget. I mean, I don't know, because uh, X-Files was like Fox, and that's a major network. Stranger Things is Netflix, so who knows? But for me, I feel like that made X-Files more accessible. Which part? Like the style Kind of. I I feel like Stranger Things was a serious nod to X-Files in their style. Like, um, just the... uh, I mean, I know it was a different era. Like, Stranger Things is taking place in, like, the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, but it still feels... It has a 90s feel in the way that they film it. Obviously, the soundtrack is 80s, but... Mm -hmm translated into kind of a 90s feel too and um for me it made x-files like going back and watching that easier because i just watched this other like stylized show so it wasn't like oh this is so 90s it's weird (laughs) like you know what i mean the music obviously it's coming from a context that's that you know it's contemporary but it's being filtered through all these other other time periods but yeah it's 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 very synth based and i thought that that was you know it's very 80s but mm-hmm. it's also has that connection to the x-files and it has a lot of space i really like the way that they constructed the soundscapes and the music scape 
in both the X-Files and in Stranger Things, but that was a big thing that I saw a similarity to in Stranger Things too, like the music and the way they left space in the in in the music and kind of let it let the actual show breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, they do that a lot in the X Files. Even like the the opening theme is really sort of like spooky and ethereal. It really freaked me out as a kid. That like the. <laughs> Like shot of the guy, like oh my. screaming, scared me. <laughs> it scares me still. I sometimes, not that long ago, I was just I would close my eyes for that second because I didn't. It creeped me out so much still yeah. uh, as an adult. And the X Files has a lot of really hokey sounding music, but it's very much like that 1993 when it you know it aired. I was looking up the dates. It aired September 10th, 1993. So wow. we're almost exactly. What is that? Twenty three yes. years ago, yeah. yeah. And that's great because it doesn't feel like it was twenty three years ago. Maybe doesn't. like thirteen. Yeah, the pacing for Stranger Things was very much a ninety show to me because X Files has it. Um, Twin Peaks has it mm-hmm. a lot. Have you, I don't know if you've seen like any of Twin Peaks, but they have that like where everything is not like okay, we're gonna write this really tight. Everything is a scene. And I'm not talking about shows like Breaking Bad or Mad Men. They have a lot of room to breathe, but that is kind of its own animal. I'm talking mm-hmm. about, I feel like a lot of Shonda Rhyme shows now, like especially Scandal. If somebody's not doing a monologue, we're going like back and forth or like there's the music going on. And this, it's like a little slower and it helps build the suspense. Mm-hmm. You start to see how it influenced like you said other shows often dramas now i mean vince gilligan having created breaking bad as well and having a lot to do with writing it too right he wrote a lot of it mm-hmm. um and like the cold opens and like you see a lot of the same structure even though it's a completely different story and a completely different universe like you start to see similarities and it seems really organic and the inv- it's almost like the environments I think it's fantastic and really interesting that you started to bring up. You started by talking about the woods. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really interesting theme to center this around because I feel like all three shows, all th- I mean, all three, you know, E.T. to a lesser extent, but especially X-Files and Stranger Things, they really do have this sort of organic element. You can just sort of feel emanating from the show, like just letting the show sort of speak for itself and letting things happen and not trying to force them because you're constrained by the time parameters. I mean, it makes a lot of sense, especially for Stranger Things, because that one didn't wasn't airing at a particular time on a network or anything. Right. I wonder how long the scripts are in terms of pages, because a lot of it is building suspense, showing what the characters are doing and it really works for like these things but like especially x-files they pace it so that it does build suspense and it's like a little mini drama like most of the episodes are kind of like that but then and i also wanted to (laughs) i really want to suggest some of the really they have funny episodes okay they have really funny episodes where they basically just go into like a weird dark comedy those ones are so good this is my favorite episodes like uh, Humbug is in the first season, or excuse me, the second season, and it's a really, really good episode about a carnival and or a freak show in a carnival and a murder that happens or a series of murders. And then another one is the episode called Jose Chung's From Outer Space. Super great episode, really funny. 
with a lot of really great cameos that nobody would ever expect. <laughs> um, Don't tell me because I want to watch it I'm not going to tell now. you okay. any of them. There are, there are three that really stand out. Okay. But yeah, watch those episodes too. I felt like I kind of wanted to just... I forgot that you suggested like it was the first episode and what like the tenth of the yeah. first season and yeah. then like the ninth of the second season. I was ready to watch episode two. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna let this roll. Do you mind if we talk about the specific episodes that we watch just a little bit? Let's I have like a it. couple of questions. Yeah, you gotta see it. Okay, so the, in the second episode that we watched, Fallen Angel, the guy who asks Mulder to kind of look into this thing that they're not quite sure what's happening, but the army's gonna clean it up. Who was that guy? Deep Throat, who is, uh, he's like an operative in the government. That's who pops up the most in the first season to, to kind of inform Mulder what's going on. You'll see him throughout the series, but... um. Oh, so he tells him about these like weird cases? He does. He's sort of... Uh, he's a, a really interesting character. He will pop in and out and tell. And he's a very unreliable character. You're not sure where his allegiances lie, but... Yeah. Yeah. Even in that episode, I mean, he prevented him from being let go, mm-hmm. um, essentially. But at the same time, he's like, well... This is what Mulder believes, but like, who knows? And he just made it sound kind of condescending. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll just keep him over yes. here. I I couldn't figure him out. So so he's in it a lot, like in the first season. He's in it a lot through uh oh, through, this- a, not, through the whole series. Okay. He's yeah, he's a really great character. And yep, Deep Throat. He is sort of an operative who. You know, he's he's not really part of any official organization, but he's sort of, he's the they. Oh, okay. <laughs> Them, or they are doing it, you know? Yeah, because um, <laughs> he, I mean, he goes off without Scully, and Scully has to, like, come pick him up. From, Mulder? Or? Yeah, she picks up Mulder from army jail, which is a fence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> just like a fence in this cage. <laughs> <laughs> With Max Fennig, and yeah. Yeah, which is really interesting because okay in the first episode the officer i don't know if he was the sheriff or whatever he said y'all get out of here like (laughs) i was like you're a local we're the fbi get out of here you (laughs) exactly and then like the army arrests um Mulder, and you're just like does the fbi have any like, they're usually the people trampling on everyone else. Do they have any say in anything? They it's have so no weird. Power. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this is pre 2001, obviously. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, they have zero jurisdiction. Exactly. They don't, they're like citizens' arrest. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, it was just getting, I know. It was getting frustrating, not in a sense like, this is so unrealistic, but like, (laughs) just like, damn, like, let them do their jobs. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, I'm glad they don't trample on, it's like, this is our business. I think it's to like, show that they, those particular agents actually respect the authority of the local law enforcement. But I know it's really, it's like, you have like, you're the federal, the federal BI, like you, you. You can investigate murders, like, especially if you suspect that, you suspect, (laughs) 
especially the federal bi the old federal bi and uh, then if you smell bad you have federal bo <laughs> exactly God. as Mulder always does terrible he just reeks <laughs> down in that basement all musty oh poor guy now let's off a real musty musk uh are you molder. are you a molder or a scully um both really i don't know uh i'm a hermaphrodite if that's what you're asking <laughs> not at all i'm assuming that's what you're asking yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like i mean kind of i honestly both because i mm-hmm. i am skeptical but at the same time i want to um, no, I love, I, I really love para, the paranormal and especially like cryptozoology. And you'll know that if you listen to my other podcast, uh, with my friend Ben called Chupacabras <laughs> and that will be airing very soon. Good. But yeah, I, I have always been really, really into, um, like paranormal and, uh, like crazy animals like bigfoot and uh, i mean like so many other really weird ones that are not as well known as bigfoot or loch ness monster like <laughs> oh my god i love yeah all of, all of those all of those things and i have books and books of all of them even though they're all crazy and probably made up but <laughs> i really like them all and they're really interesting and so i i sympathize and i totally get where mold is coming from too but at the same time i'm like that's no none of that's really probably real (laughs) (laughs) even though in the world it's like scully is always wrong because turns out mold is right about it all right (laughs) well maybe not all of it but like a lot of it yeah i mean just from the episodes that i saw it's like he knows what he's talking about. It's, it's it's an interesting, yeah, going into the dynamics there is interesting too. And the second episode, actually, the first episode, you're not introduced to that character. The second one, you'll, you'll meet. Oh, okay. Yep. And so, yeah, I would totally recommend, yeah, if you're going, going, you want to watch him, like anything, watch it in order. But you don't, you know, that's the nice thing about this one. It's not completely... Yeah, I didn't. Like serialized. I didn't feel out of the loop. It was just like, oh, that's interesting. I'll, I'll have to ask Blake about that. The only other question I had was in um, Firewalker. What happened to Scully? Do you not want to spoil it for me? That oh. like she's like, I'm back. She said it. Oh like, yeah, three yeah. times. And oh yeah. Walter was being a sexist idiot. Yes. And not listening to her. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind no. of yeah, sometimes that no there there is that there's yeah sexism that does still permeate the show. Well, I was kind of thinking about that, but at the yeah. same time, like she in Firewalker, she was attached to what was her name, Jesse, mm-hmm. and uh, she like locked her in that like yeah. she she did that all on her own, and then he just came and uh, undid the handcuffs. So oh, he missed yes. all the action. She yeah. was like, huh, I've got this. Thank yeah. you, though. So that I thought that was great and a little ahead of its time. Yeah. In terms of that. But I, I mean, again, haven't seen every episode. I don't know if that happens all the time or if he becomes the hero a lot. So it sort of subverts some expectations. Like, you know, it's talked about a lot that, you know, Scully represents the sort of rational and scientific and reality based and then Mulder less you know less realistic paranormal 
irrational, crazy shit. And that is stereotypically because of, you know, patriarchal uh, cultural assumptions built up to, to be like, oh, yeah, women are emotional, irrational and all this other bullshit that, you know, is the, the large cultural assumptions. Um, and I mean, then we men are. are, men are <laughs> then men are rational. It's like that's, <laughs> and so in this, like that is like one of the famous, like the most, one of the most widely talked about things is like, oh yeah, they're subverting this thing. I, I don't know that it's necessarily even all that subverted because in this show, the reality of the show, that's kind of that is then sort of <laughs> broken down and then reversed. So that still Mulder's always right. Um, <laughs> but but there's a lot of really interesting dynamic dynamics, and at least. You know, you could argue that it's it's questioning some of these some of these things, and I, I, there are some other things that I'd like to talk to you about if you watch the rest of it that I think are are interesting too about the sort of the gender and the dynamics um, that have to do with sort of cultural assumptions about sex. You know, sex is sort of and patriarchal assumption. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, I can't tell you what happens. Okay. You should watch it, though. Oh, I definitely will. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it wasn't like a big issue in the episode. The actors in the episode, kind of like uh, Leland Orser, he's kind of a character actor, but he is amazing. I don't know his character's name, but he was... I'm sorry, yeah. No, 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 he was one of the guys who was there. Like, you know who I'm I'm talking about. Was he the guy with the glasses? Uh, he wasn't the guy with the glasses. No, okay. He was he was already like working on the project on site. So he was the one who wasn't Asian. Like uh, <laughs> he, he was the like, guy that swung at Mulder first. Is that the guy? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay yeah, he's he's a really great actor. There are a lot of really great character actors that will play those, and then yes. some. Oh my gosh! In the second episode. Just watch and see who pops up. Um, and in one DPO in the first or second season, the episode called DPO, um, somebody else very well known pops up, and it's very surprising to see them. Actually, two people. Um, I forgot, but the one is even more surprising than the other. That is very cryptically stated, but <laughs> <laughs> no, fits. I'm. It fits well. I'm really excited now. Yeah. Um, it feels like kind of a good show to just like decompress at the end of the day and watch and not totally mindless, but not just like you have to pay attention every second. Yes. Uh, like it's super intense. Like it sounds like there are light moments. I'm kind of looking forward to going through it. Oh, I think you would like it. I, there absolutely are. Like there are so many points of love levity that they all just, you know, it's, it's really well punctuated with those little humorous moments that you've been telling me this for five years i, I know but you, like no i mean like i'm just now listening to you that's my i'm like criticizing myself oh, don't, no i like i'll go through you know and 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 you know critique the the whole thing in different episodes at different times in my life and and i'll like it more at certain times like less and like you know like certain parts more or less depending on what it's like and I, I overall i you know i really love the the whole thing but it can you know it can be really daunting to get into and and i was going to ask you actually uh, was that one of the you know we talked about this before was that one of the examples of like when you have somebody suggest something to you and you <laughs> you're you are nervous about 
disappointing or like not liking it so you don't want to disappoint the other person yeah this time well the first time i watched it i didn't hate it by any means but i was like i don't know if i can watch like 10 seasons of this absolutely but (laughs) now i'm like oh definitely like i i've my taste of my tastes have definitely changed in Mm -hmm. the last five years yes no no doubt about it oh my god mine too yeah (laughs) I completely understand because that is, you know, that is no small task to get through nine seasons of one hour episodes each Mm -hmm. and two movies. If you want to count those as canon. Okay. (laughs) The first one, I would say the second one. Yeah. It's, it's (laughs) weird. Oh, and then, uh, yeah. 10th. You're absolutely 10 seasons. Um, is the 10th season like the season that they just, I would argue for that, yeah. Okay, I just saw that there were ten seasons, so yeah. Okay. I forgot about the next, the newest one. You're absolutely right, though. Yeah. Whoa. When you pointed out that they fit so well in, in with <laughs> yes. what we were watching anyway this week, they all kind of fit really well into each other. And the fact that I said like Stranger Things reminded me of two things that I had really never seen, mm-hmm. but then it was justified. Maybe it was like obvious to everyone else there and they were watching Stranger Things, but I was like, oh, this this kind of seems in the kid aspect, like E.T. and just like the pacing and everything else of X-Files. Stranger Things is something that banks on nostalgia and wears mm-hmm. its influences on its sleeve. It's, you know, they're, uh, they're not ashamed of... of you know, having that, and it's pretty prominent. And it's great. I I completely understand using that and uh, capitalizing on that sort of nostalgia. And it's they're really great. You know, they took a lot of really great movies to as influences. But mm-hmm. yeah, E. T. is super. You know, there are so many scenes that are basically direct homages mm-hmm. from from Stranger Things to E. T. or X Files. I would argue for, you know, it's a big influence, less obvious because they don't take direct scenes, but, right, you know, like, like you were talking about the woods, into the woods, the like, woods. <laughs> seriously, yeah, <laughs> that should be like the subtitle of this, this one, <laughs> into the woods, into yeah, the woods. Uh, but not the whole title, I think we should have something else for the whole title, okay. we'll figure it out, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, do you want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Okay, cool. Welcome back to ADD Popcast. Uh, this is our third segment um, where we talk about what has been going on this week um, in pop culture. And what's relevant for us, we call it, oh, what's popping? <laughs> so Alex, what's popping with you? What is popping with me is a book called Home Going by Ya Jossi. She is she's born in Ghana and she received a research grant when she was 20 years old to start this book. And when she was there, it started off as something else. Then she got inspired by something that she visited there. And then it took her until now, she's 27, to publish this book. It's about two half sisters born in the late 1700s and it goes through their generations of family every other chapter is like the next generation for each sister it is an incredible book it's uh it centers around 
the slave trade in Africa, and it goes over like over about two hundred plus years. It goes till like current times, and one of the sisters married a man who dealt in the slave trade, and one was sold into the slave trade. Oh, wow. And it goes from there. It's incredible. It's the most incredible book I've read this year. It's only 300 pages for all of those generations. It's very concise, really sticks with you. Um, it gave me amazing appreciation for this girl who, I mean, she's a young woman. Uh, she's my age. <laughs> That's yeah. It's insane that she wrote this book. Um, I don't want to go too much into it, but I would definitely recommend it. Because that seems like such a weighty and uh, such a heavy topic. Is it? Yes. Is it? How is that uh, in the book? How does that affect you as a reader? It's it's devastating. Like, um, there are some chapters where after I had to stop and think about it. Especially like, I mean, it's not very full of blame, which it frankly should be. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But like, just as like a white female living in this generation, it you just are like, that is just a whole other world that I can't even imagine. Not just the slave trade part, the, the part where most of um, the other sister who was, uh, who married a man in the slave trade, like the, the rest of it takes place in Ghana, really. Um, it's not until almost the end where... Um, it's in America, so you see a slice of life in that part of Africa. So it gave me a whole new appreciation for people's lives under the influence of colonialism and mistrust of any kind of white person. Totally understandably. Um, I was like, I fucking hate white people. (laughs) Like, this is, that was not her point of the story. Like, Really, she was completely fair, <laughs> sometimes like too much so, probably, but uh, you just kind of started to be a little bit ashamed. Like, we're not, we're definitely not living in a post racial world still, but like to go back that far and to realize how it started. It goes through the Civil War, it doesn't really touch on the Civil War, but it, it's before and after. Um, just to go into it a little bit. One of the characters is freed as a slave, and then he almost immediately gets arrested and sentenced to nine years of labor. Like, he gets just sold into, like, the coal mine trade. Like, it's 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 crazy, and that's, like, putting it mildly. Yeah. But um, as somebody who didn't study a lot of history in school i think it's a very accessible book because it tells it from the point of view of individuals i cannot recommend this book enough um so blake what's popping with you this week okay so that is a very good question and something that i was asking myself very frequently this week because <laughs> i was not really uh able to get out much and go see any movies and so uh you know along with my kind of end of the summer going back to school um (laughs) i was like i get sort of melancholy this sort of melancholy feeling going back to school and like oh i want to hold on to the summer a little bit longer and i was just like i want to listen to some new songs that 
you know that that are they're going to capture that same summery vibe and maybe help to prolong that feeling. So I managed to do that. I wasn't sure exactly where I would go because I you know I, I might listen to all songs considered or uh, go on uh, different music blogs. Um, and in this case, I decided to go a little, you know, slightly different route. I was looking around and I was like, these aren't really doing it for me. Because um, everybody knows I don't like music. So. I know. I was like, <laughs> you overcame your, your hatred my, of music my, for this? <laughs> um, yeah. So it turns out I do like music. Cool. I'm really surprised. No, um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I went to a record label called Captured Tracks and they have produced a lot of really great uh, artists and uh, on the label are a lot of you know fairly well known artists like Beach Fossils, um, Crass Bells, Blouse, Widows Speak, uh, Wild Nothing, and almost every artist that they have on there is uh, to me a really good artist. So I was like, I should go check to see who they signed or, or who has joined the label lately. And they just recently signed a young woman from Austin, Texas named Molly Birch. And she just produced a, a single that's going to be released on September 16th called Downhearted. It's really in the vein of Patsy Klein and like a lot of other 60s, like a lot of 60s girls groups. Um, so it's got kind of like that iconic beat that's associated with a lot of girl groups that is really driving and and it is very uh washed out and reverb and very very summery and I just kept wanting to get that same feeling so I was looking up a bunch of other you know I watched the music video on YouTube and then you know <laughs> of course YouTube has like a lot of other suggestions on the right side of that <laughs> that page so I was scrolling down and I just went into such you know a deep hole and I kept coming out with like really really cool tracks so a couple of um bands that I started you know I want to say that Capture Tracks has really have released a couple other artists just briefly that have come out this year uh Boulevards and B-Boys who I really recommend but today I wanted to talk about a couple other um uh, bands that I found just inadvertently on YouTube just because they were popping up as related artists. So this band out of San Antonio, Texas called Junkie just released an album earlier this year uh, called <laughs> Whatever, which is just W slash E. The album name is just W slash E. <laughs> so uh, I'm assuming it's pronounced whatever, but it's W slash E. <laughs> um, so it's really straightforward, almost naive sort of lyrics but it's just like sweetly naive and they are really guitar driven, surfy, summer drenched in angst and ex- sort of lovely anxiety. <laughs> it's it's really it's really great. It's um it's jangly guitar garage pop that's that's quite lo-fi and if that's your aesthetic then I couldn't recommend another band more. And so that has really been propelling my uh, search for more summery bands to hopefully get me out of feeling like summer's waning. I have one other artist to recommend. He's a producer out of Australia. He's called Yukio. That's U-K-I-Y-O. And he just released a four-song EP in July called Calling. His name is Timothy Arnst. 
and he makes synth pop that's really heavily influenced by chill wave that happened in like 2009, 2010. And still sort of is reverberating and bouncing around the music soundscape. And really it's interesting to see where chill wave has gone and how it's influenced producers and electronic musicians in the last, you know, seven years. It's something that was sort of discounted as a fad, and I think it has a lot more staying power, obviously, since it's still bouncing around and and I think producing really compelling music. But uh, anyway. All right, so we've experienced some technical difficulties here. For some reason, the audio cut off right at the end of the podcast. Uh, I apologize. I don't know what happened, Um, but it it won't happen again. It probably will happen again. Um, no, I'm going to, I'm going to take precautions. I think it was probably the fact that my computer's disk space was running low. Uh, it shouldn't happen again. That'd be great. That'd be great computer. So keep listening and keep popping, keep popping them. Uh, uh, just keep, keep, uh, keep, keep on, keep on going, keep on going. You know, you know keep it keep keep them all gotta catch them all pokemon from all of us at add popcast our heartfelt thanks go out to you in this time of of need uh we'll be taking some time off to be with relatives and loved ones we deeply regret past past mistakes (laughs) so thanks for listening i'm blake alex is away This is ADD Popcast. See you later.